0: Hey everybody, welcome back to We Are Movies. As always, I'm Johnny Mockney, and my guest today is the great Nick Kelly. Nick is an incredible comic, super funny, great roaster. Uh, We um, went up against each other at a roast battle in Traverse City, uh, and he really gave me a run for my money. And um, he also has a new monthly show coming to the Independent Comedy Club it's called uncalled for it's a monthly roast battle that he's hosting um so definitely check them out that uh first show is going to be on march 16th and uh nick was uh kind enough to come on the podcast and discuss one flew over the cuckoo's nest the classic um milos foreman directed movie starring jack nicholson louise fletcher danny devito christopher lloyd um lots of great actors. Michael Berryman from The Hills Have Eyes is in the movie. I didn't I forgot to mention that when we actually recorded this, but uh it's worth mentioning. He's 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 distinctive. And uh anyway, without any further ado, please enjoy this very nuts episode of We Are Movies. I do teach English, yeah. yeah. Did you? So you've read the book? i never read this book, no. Okay. Did you read the book? We should find all this out while we're recording. Are yeah. we recording? We're recording right now. Oh, hi everybody.
1: <laughs> dude, hey audience. I'm so excited for this podcast. Dude. Me too. Talking about movies, I love talking about movies. Really? I'm so happy that gee, so but, you...
0: So do you consider yourself a movie person? Y-
1: um, yes, Yeah, I definitely do, yeah. But I wouldn't consider myself a movie buff.
0: Okay. Or anything like that. You Just know? a fan
1: yeah for example, and I'm embarrassed to say this. I listened to your last episode great episode yeah, I've never seen Wayne's world, oh, and that's what, no no, no don't don't be nice about it. I, you should be like, what
0: sure, sure well, here's the funny thing. Wayne's world is like a movie that everybody knows because it was like a popular 90s movie. So like yeah. a lot of people we knew grew up with it, you know? Yeah. Whereas like the movie you chose today, though, came out in like the 1970s. Yeah. Dewey Cox, Walk Hard? <laughs> yeah, Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox yeah. story. Uh, but, oh, I switched it on yet. Yeah. I forgot to tell you. Oh, yeah, I wish you would have <laughs> mentioned that. I would also rewatch Dewey Cox. Well, that's minute. the thing.
1: When I listened to your episode with Brad yeah. and, and he picked uh, Wayne's World, um, you said... No, it's not supposed to be the greatest movie of all time. It's supposed to be your favorite. Your that's favorite. the point of the podcast. Yeah. And then I thought, oh, shit, I picked the greatest movie of you all time. You did pick
0: <laughs> the greatest you movie. But mean? that's refreshing, is it, is this... too. Okay. It, it genuinely is refreshing. Okay. because Because I, I, on the podcast, you know, there's a lot of, like, you know, I really gr- I grew up with the country bears, or, and that's what we're talking about, you know? Yeah. Which is great. I still love to do that, but it's also nice to, like, kind of talk about, like, a movie that's a classic. Yeah. Too, you know? Um, we, can, we can do it
1: halfway. Dewey Cox, walk or we'll Walk the, the Dewey f- Cox story. Right. The legend of Dewey Cox. Let's, we'll and, do a double
0: feature of that in One yeah. Flew of the How Nest. How about next episode I'll do <laughs> Dewey Yeah. That, but One
1: Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest is um, well, it's my favorite movie, hands down. I
0: wanted to start with, I guess, like, I, if this is sort of the greatest, like, yeah. what were what were your kind of growing up staples when you were watching movies as, as a kid? As a
1: kid? Yeah. Um, I would say, like, Adam Sandler movies. Um, Jim Carrey was the first guy who I was like, he's funny. Yeah. Something about his face and, like, I just enjoyed watching shit like that. But I I wasn't a movie buff or anything like that. You know, there'd be movies on in the house. I saw Godfather probably way too young. (laughs) Sure. Multiple times. Um, What were my staples? Um, You know, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah, you know, just kind of easy watch and comedies.
0: Yeah, comedies mainly yeah. comedies,
1: and then like college era. I, I did see one flew over the cuckoo's nest as a young kid, mm. and that's something I want to say about it. it's like I think that this movie is and you can enjoy it at all ages. Yeah, and um, <laughs> or all ages could enjoy it, right? Whichever way. Hypothetically, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. I I lived with my, I grew up with living with my grandpa. Yeah. Uh, so at that, he was probably like 76 or something at that time. But if you don't giggle when the chief finally says, ah, juicy fruit. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, as a kid, I didn't have to understand the co- anything. And my grandpa was, I look over, he's smiling. And I love that about movies. I like watching people watch movies. Yeah. I like watching when people smile. I yeah. don't watch people more than I watch the movie. I just want to point that out. I'm not right. a creepy guy. <laughs> As I lean closer and closer to the mic, my... yeah. No, but um, I, can, I know what you're saying. The that, living that vicariously
0: moment. through the person you're watching it with. Sometimes. Sure, yeah. Like I'll show part of the joy I get of showing somebody like one of my favorite movies is that it feels like in a way it's the closest I can get to watching it for the first time again because mm-hmm. I'm experiencing what they're experiencing. Yeah, somebody you care bit. about. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like imagine if, if I, I can't wait to have a kid. Yeah,
1: I'm gonna be annoying yeah. though. I'm gonna be like, no, 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 this part. Right. Do you are you an annoying? Yes.
0: No, I I'm a if if you're going to you, get up, if you're going to look at your phone, I'll pause it.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm so I'm like that's too, cool, but way. I hate myself. I'm a self-hater. Me too. Either. Yeah.
0: But th- there's nothing more heartbreaking than when you're they get up to go to the bathroom and you're oh. like, "Do you want me to pause?" and they're like, "No, you can let it play." And I'm like, oh. "Why would you do that to me?" <laughs> Why well, would you do that to me? Oh <laughs> Tell God. me to pause it. That's what I wanted. You know
1: to. this is my 17th favorite movie. <laughs> right, right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Seventeenth out of five hundred.
1: You can uh, ask my girlfriend Ariana in the other room after this podcast. Sh- sometimes I, I I'll be like, "Oh, that shot," you know? Yeah. Oh, the transition or whatever. Right. I don't know the lingo probably as well as you, but um. Anyways, well, the subject was well, one flu of the cuckoo's. Well, night. we were kind of.
0: I think here there's an interesting thing here because I you grew up with comedies and I did too. Like yeah. my first few favorite movies were like Spaceballs and Airplane, mm-hmm. and then like Ferris Bueller's Day Off and stuff. And I I kind of, picking something like One Fool Over the Cuckoo's Nest or like these other kind of like loose uh, dramas from like the 70s mm-hmm. and so on, it reminds me of like when Louis C.K. was saying that... Uh, the funniest movies to him aren't comedies. It'll be something like a Scorsese movie. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Because those will be have the hardest laughs in them. Yeah, Goodfellas. He was talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think he mentions Goodfellas, uh-huh. and uh, and I I've grown to like agree with that it, yeah. to some extent. Where uh-huh. it's like I still love comedies, but like the the movies that make me laugh the hardest will be like Pulp Fiction or something, or
1: The Sopranos for me. The Sopranos me- is so oh funny. Oh my god! One of the funniest shows. When Christopher ever. sleeps on sits on the dog.
0: Yes. And yeah. he and
1: and he goes. Uh, because he's on heroin and he's nodding out, and, and then in the morning when the dog's dead, he goes. I must have crawled under there for warmth. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, I, I I think Breaking Bad is funnier than almost any sitcom. You yeah, know? Like, yeah. Uh, and, is yeah. And it's nuts. Yeah, and One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest is one of those movies that like is mm-hmm. very funny. Yeah, and and it's a movie that almost for like you can pinpoint the moment where it switches, but for the majority of the movie, it's just kind of about how cool it is for dudes to hang out and have a good time yeah
1: without some bitch <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's kind of it it's a little bit like that's that a it's a little, little bit, bit of like
1: a white you need a white guy to save you a big indian there's a little bit <laughs> a
0: little bit there's a little uh, bit of a. and it's worse nature wolves.
1: that's that's what it is but um, yeah yeah the so i loved this movie before i read the book Okay. Like instantly, as a kid, as just, a kid, you yeah, I th- it. I think it's one of those movies you can watch it yeah. and and with the volume off, yeah. and it's intriguing. Like, what is going on? First of all, the, so what, the characters what, are interesting.
0: The characters are interesting. <laughs> There's a great cast of characters. and that I mean, I guess that brings me to my question: is yeah. on, as a kid, what hooked you? Was it just that like how quirky they all were as a cast, or
1: I, I'm, I I can't pinpoint as a kid what what got it for me. I mean, Jack Nicholson's charisma, maybe.
0: Oh, sure, could yeah.
1: be that. Um. Yeah, it probably was more funny to me as a kid. Just Danny DeVito with that weird smile. Pla- DeVito's. Uh, yeah. Mancini, Mr. Mancini? No, yeah. no, he's a Martini. He's Martini. Mr. Martini. Yeah, yeah. And he's just, he doesn't even look like him. It's crazy. He's
0: like a child, kind of. Because there's, a, there's uh-huh. sort of a spectrum of sanity in the movie. Uh huh. Where everybody who's in the. Because, you know, the plot is Jack Nicholson. Is he pled insanity? His character, uh, uh, McMurphy, and so now he gets put in this, Mm -hmm. you know, mental institution. And uh, these guys are there's such a range where some of them are like pretty lucid, Mm -hmm. you know. There's like the the one guy who maybe remember his name, but he's the he's the guy who keeps talking about his wife. Uh, Tabor, Tabor, yeah. yeah, he's like pretty like together, yeah, but he's and, crazy. But too. he's a little crazy. Yeah. But he's the kind of crazy. He's two where together, like, he's the kind of crazy where you're like you see, you meet that guy in real life. That, sure, that is not a guy who sure. automatically needs to be institutionalized at a bus stop. Yeah, right. at a bus stop in comedy, just, just a genius stand-up comedy. You meet people sure. who, that are crazier oh. than him. Oh my god, uh, yeah. And then, and then you know, you kind of make your way to like, uh, you know, there's somebody like uh, Billy who's like. You know he's got a stammer and he's a young kind of mm-hmm. unconfident kid. Yeah. and but he's he,
1: got a sexuality thing.
0: Yeah, but then and then you make your way down to like Danny DeVito's character, who is yeah. like a man child, like yeah. not able to really. Well, function. It, so
1: in the book, there's it's and in in the in the movie, he finds out it's kind of the twist is really when he finds yeah. out that some of them
0: are committed, but most of them are most of them are there voluntarily. Yeah, which committed is, versus the uh, um the acutes they call them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and that's and that, I think, is where the theme of the movie kind of comes to the forefront because it's, yeah. it's sort of about – it's easy to watch the first half of this movie and be like, like, well, what is this like about? Like what is this trying to say about everything? Sure. Because it's just kind of Nicholson shows up and he's sort of the loose cannon who gets the guys uh-huh. riled up. and uh, But it is sort of about like so many of these guys are just like simply choosing to not live life, you mm-hmm. know, and he just kind of gives them that will to exactly. live. Exactly. You yes, know.
1: a will to live, or or, or like a, um, th- just the will to care about themselves again. Yeah, and to not just fall into the the routine. Yes, of being in this place. So, if you've never read the book, let me drop this on you because it's it's the most important aspect to me, contextually. And again, I liked it before I knew. Yeah, <laughs> all this shit. But the chief in the book is the narrator. Oh. It's That's all funny. from the chief's perspective, yeah. And if you think about it, the chief's kind of almost the main character. He's an observer,
0: and yeah, he's... he observes
1: all the important moments. And and at the very end, he, you know, we'll get to that. But um, he's and but he's schizophrenic.
0: Mm. Yeah, they don't. He, they don't explain that. No, him. they don't. No.
1: Um, and he' he feels this fog around the ward,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and he feels and he sees gears like. Yeah, the The ward is an analogy for American society. Mm-hmm. He sees he calls um like the world the combine, and he and he sees everything as um, like you got to go through. He's in this place right now so he can be it out in the combine. Yeah. But he was a Native American that his uh, land got damaged from a or, or his his whole like um tribe got washed out from some dam or something like that, mm-hmm. and um his father died of alcoholism um and he was so fucked up about it that that's where he ended up and he's pretending to be dumb and deaf or not pretending that's what the movie kind of makes you feel yeah. but he's um he, he's schizophrenic like he, he sees this fog and he talks about the nurse ratchet as the big nurse mm-hmm. and how she might lose a battle but she'll never lose the war yeah. and she's like an analogy for um like the government or, yeah. or power, you know, authority versus somebody who's has a free will um, that you can't break. Like, McMurphy has that, that, that essence of, like, you can lock up my body, but you can't lock up my mind. Yeah. You know, and I think that attracted me to it.
0: Yeah, uh, that's really interesting. Yeah. Does the book make it clear on whether or not McMurphy's faking it? No, because no. No. I feel like that's intentionally sort of yeah uh, ambiguous. You know? Yeah, because I, I I'm led to believe he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's like th- there is almost an intentional blurred lines of like a guy who comes here and is you know charming and extravagant and all of these things. Yeah. fits in so well with the rest of them. You know, sure. Uh, that it's like it doesn't really matter if he's sane or not. Yeah.
1: You know? Well. So, I don't. I don't. I, are, we, are we speaking to listeners as if they've never heard it before? Because I don't want to jump ahead too much. Or we you can, can just jump. Okay, we can want. jump wherever. Yeah. 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 Cheers. We spoil the show Cheers, man. Thanks Cheers. for having me on this. Thanks. Thanks for because I got Miller. a lot to say about this.
0: Thanks for buying Miller Highlights. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Um. So, Chief Schizophrenic in the book talks about when McMurphy shows up. He talks about how he's got this big gut laugh, and he's like a he's like an animal from nature. Yeah. You know. He he can't be wavered by the shit that's the bullshit, and um, he talks about how the fog starts to dissipate,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and and it, it all climaxes with him finally saying, "Ah, juicy fruit,"
0: mm. when
1: he hands him that juicy fruit. Yeah. And if you don't fucking smile or laugh at that moment, when when he when yeah. he when he realizes that you've been fucking scamming him this whole time every chief?
0: milestone for the chief makes me smile like even earlier in the movie when he raises <laughs> his hand when yeah. mcmurphy gets him to raise his hand because they're voting on watching the world series uh-huh it's like an inspiring movie moment when it happens your jaw drops and you're like oh my gosh yeah like we yeah. did something he's and,
1: riling up these <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> mentally ill people
0: yeah
1: um but another important aspect of our context is To the book, is Ken Kesey wrote it, and Ken Kesey was this—he had this whole thing called the Electric, or um the, the Merry Pranksters, and they would travel around in a bus around the nation, and it actually inspired Magical Mystery Tour, the Beatles album.
0: No way. Yeah,
1: and but long before that, he was uh, working in a mental institution at night, like one of the uh, Mm. attendants. Yeah, and he was also in the MK Ultra tests, like the government was giving him LSD. No, weekly, and he'd get paid. I think he said like fucking sixty bucks or something like that. Oh
0: my gosh! And
1: uh, he had the feeling while he was in the war because he would sometimes, I guess, be tripping still or whatever. Yeah, or just the uh, influence from. Did he fight in
0: Korea or Vietnam or? Oh, sorry, you said Ward. Ward, I you war. Yes. I was like, okay, got Ken it. Ken Kesey
1: might have went to war too. I don't know, yeah. just how he is. But um, because uh,
0: the main character McMurphy went to war, right? He's a veteran. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: that's they add that into it. Um, and he, he would have this feeling at night that like these people aren't as crazy, like aren't more crazy than the average guy on the street. Mm. Which could be the drugs. Sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, for example, in the movie, a lot of them should definitely be right inside of that ward.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I gotta get <laughs> yeah. better with
1: my Ds. No, that's fine. I talk like a 12-year-old that just watched Goodfellas. <laughs> that's a good Rose Battle, dude. That was, that was that good. A good, that was rose good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that, that that was the inspiration um, of the movie.
0: That's fascinating and, and right. I can also see the connection between, you know, being a subject of the MK Ultra test and, you know, the scenes like when uh he's not being told what's in his medicine. You know. Mm-hmm. There's just this line of like here's your medicine, it's yeah. good for you. And that's all she says to him yeah. is it's good for you. And then he doesn't take it. Yeah. You know? It's very and, hippie. Yeah. And there's that sort of uh, that automatic resistance, which is like There's nothing that Nurse Ratchet does up to that point that's, like, overwhelmingly terrible to the guys. It's just the fact that she has as much control as she does that pisses Uh off McMurphy, you know?
1: Well, yes, yes, but... So, I don't want to talk about the book too much because it's a movie podcast, but... I'm not pro-Ratchet. I want to make no, that
0: No, You know.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't want to get defensive of McMurphy real quick.
0: <laughs> but well, I, I just think... It, I think it's an important aspect of the movie that she's not... It would be too easy to make sure. her so evil. Sure. You know?
1: Just give her devil horns of, a ha- of hair. Right. You know? and,
0: and I think it actually slowly comes out. You mm-hmm. slowly start to realize how kind of cruel she is. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the she
1: she's the government she's yeah. she she's is the um, well and and the director of this movie Milo's 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 Forman, Milos yeah. Forman he uh said that uh, he read the book as like she was communism because mm. he lived in it apparently right. so but yeah she she is uh, oppression she is like a shame yeah you know yeah. and McMurt- the, so this is the third very interesting thing about the book dude the whole movie is a Jesus symbol. It's true. Sure. It's, it's Jesus. Um, Billy Bibbett is Judas. Yeah. The guy who rats. Who it was Mick, 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 McMurphy, you yeah. know? And then he kills himself. Um, she's obviously the fucking devil. Yeah. There's 12 guys in the ward.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> 12 disciples. <laughs> yeah. He takes
1: them to the water to go fishing. Yeah. Um. Uh, the
0: prostitute is Mary Magdalene. Yes, exactly.
1: He brings in a prostitute. Yeah. in the book, uh, not in the movie, but when he gets the electric shock therapy, he's in the shape of a cross. Oh,
0: there's the yeah. there's
1: the really crazy guy in the ward that that puts he's in the shape of a cross permanently. Apparently, that's the only not believable thing that yeah. there's a guy. He's just who, always. They the just character. let him stay there on the fence.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, uh, and um, and then also I just noticed when I put this movie on right before he came, uh, the. One of them, it starts with them all in line to take their pills. One of them puts their hands behind their back and opens their tongue like they're getting communion. Yeah. You know? Well, that's not a really, that doesn't make it a Jesus symbolism. But what yeah. makes it a Jesus symbolism. It brings symbolism, in the
0: religious yeah. tones, yeah. Yeah, and
1: then the the other nurse has got a cross on and she's all scared of sexuality and all that shit. Yeah. Um, but th- what makes it the Jesus symbolism is that essentially at the end he dies for them. Yeah. For the sake of them. And the chief specifically,
0: right? Right. And he influences uh, the chief to escape. Yeah, Yeah. and to essentially perform a miracle by ripping the. When you say escape, it
1: doesn't sound as romantic
0: as I think. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. You're you're, you're making it sound like we got a fucking schizophrenic, fucking ten foot Indian on the loose. That is the only remotely romantic part of the movie. You know, where it's like there's this joy, there's this sense of like, oh wow. Yeah. We, th- there's a sense of accomplishment it's, yeah. the, it's the most quote unquote Hollywoody part of the movie yeah. but it feels earned you yeah. know, because you've wallowed in misery right before that mm-hmm. and, and it's gone to really dark places and what? also it's such a crass movie because it's a bunch of guys it's yeah. a bunch of dudes in the 70s
1: reverse it I was thinking maybe
0: yeah yeah what's the all women's <laughs> version of what Flew and is? if
1: there can't be a guy Nurse Ratched then that movie is just him molesting them or, or like sexually assaulting all that. Yeah, you know but what I'm saying. Like, an all an all girls reward? because right. that easily could be the
0: story. Speaking of which, what do we make of the fact that yeah. uh, McMurphy is in jail for uh, statutory rape? Good point. Because I, I do, Good I, point. I, huh? I love the scene. Hey, where the, she,
1: hey man, she was 18. Right, <laughs> she was mighty scene? willing, doc. And we the know, doctor she was likes
0: 15 them. going on 35. Yeah. and he says <laughs> that. He says that to the. I love how he says that to the doctor, and the doctor's. Kind of, he gets it. Yeah. Like the doctor's kind of like, I,
1: I he get goes and she was plenty willing, doc. Right? Because because earlier he talks about his fish, a picture of of the doctor holding the big fish. That's a mighty big catch there. Yeah, and he's a doctor. Likes him. it. Yeah, I
0: love that the way that it's he turns movie. on the charm. Yeah, and with that doctor, you can see him yeah. kind of winning him over in that first scene. Yeah, he's like yeah, this McMurphy's not a bad guy. And then yes. when he's giving what is now, you watch it, and you're like, this is insane that he's kind of defending. Uh, the uh, statutory rape that the doctor just kind of like, oh, yeah. okay, you know, I get it. Yeah, like, he's he's just another dude.
1: Well, dude, the funniest part of the movie is later when the doctor he's like, I've been evaluating you for a couple months now. Yeah. And uh, I don't see any signs of mental illness at all. I think you've been pulling one over on us. And he's like, Well, what do you want me to do, Doc? And he's like, Ah, you pretend. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You want me to shit on the floor? Right.
0: <laughs> But sorry, speaking of which, what do yeah. you what do you make of that plot aspect? The is the, it, the the fact that he is then okay having um, sex with a fifteen year old
1: the statutory rape. Yeah, that's how old is he supposed to be? That's what I. That's, I don't know. Because if he's supposed to be twenty one, I'm less creeped out than if he's thirty one. <laughs> Let's put it that.
0: Jack Nicholson's so hard to pin down his age in this movie because he's got like a mature I don't understand affect. him, man. ...affect. Yeah, yeah, but he's a younger guy. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't. I I think it's sort of like, I think it's key to understand that McMurphy's not our a good guy. In quotes, like he's not like, sure. Yeah. like a good man. Yeah, he's a gambler. He's That's a gambler. Whole, yeah, he's got
1: aces and eights tattooed on him and shit. Right, right. And yeah.
0: and in some ways, he influences the men in, in negative ways. But sure. Then, but that takes you to the point where it's like, because of that environment we've been living in, mm-hmm. it comes to a point where when he stays behind when he botches his own escape attempt to let billy get laid jesus's moment of doubt exactly it's such a beautiful gesture yes. like like the idea of helping this kid get laid like the, the, well no it's ha-
1: it, it was it wasn't helping him get laid it was um helping him not get caught or uh, he, he, was, he was about to get caught. I thought. No,
0: the, well, the, uh, he's about to escape. He's saying goodbye to everybody. Yeah. And then Billy talks about how he wants to uh, oh, yeah. attract Ma- Ma- the prostitute Candy. What's her name? Yeah. Yeah. And then he lets her. He stays behind you're so right. he can have sex with Candy. Uh, which is like such a beautiful gesture. Like that's I, mean, I thought you meant in like, the
1: morning when he opens up the door. Oh, and he's about to go, but then the lady screams when Billy cuts herself. Right, and then he goes back. Right. Uh, so uh, I was—I uh, met the night before. Sure, yeah, yeah. yeah, he was about to leave, yeah,
0: because because he was saying goodbye to everybody. But it's like mm-hmm. that, that's like we we're, we're we've gotten so you. I think it's it's almost essential for him to not be our idea of a good man so that when he makes that simple choice at the end to help billy get laid that means the world that's such a beautiful gesture yeah based on the environment we've been living in yeah and the type of people we've well been based on about. the
1: environment they've all been living in i think he's a good man for doing for bringing just the spirits up yeah that's what he is he's he's yeah. that he's an unwavering free spirit and he gets the know?
0: men to see themselves as men as people, yeah, not a you know, like to kind of acknowledge their worth and acknowledge the their their willingness to live. Exactly, you know? yeah. Um, uh, I, I definitely think if they made the movie today, they would not have the statutory rape thing. That would not fly.
1: You think that's the the line they draw? How about the fact that there's not fucking twelve. 12- Mentally ill people. You can't dude. even do one now. Right, right. What are you talking about, dude? Unless the whole movie is actually mentally ill people. and uh, If they can find mentally ill people to act well,
0: right, I would totally right. be down for it. Yeah, you're right. That's kind of a thing. Like having a guy play a mentally ill guy is. Uh, there, yeah. There'd be people. Talk about 12 problem. of them. <laughs> yeah, right? a lot. You could get away with one or two, maybe. <laughs> Uh, dumb and dumber that's about it yeah but i i uh i mean speaking of which i i i re this today yeah and it was my first time watching it since probably since i was a kid i think yeah. i watched it i was actually oh this is weird i was looking at some like facebook memories yeah and th- this exact day in 2011 whoa i was auditioning to be in a play of this uh, in a Whoa, community do theater
1: don't tell me you were trying to be the chief
0: no no <laughs> I was trying to be Billy because he's the youngest character yeah okay uh, and yeah. Uh, I, I <laughs> but it's so weird but that's why I watched the movie for the first time so that literally 13 years ago was wow was the only other time I'd seen this movie yeah and so this was my first time rewatching it and then watching it now it's like I was stunned by how many great actors I recognize are uh-huh. in the movie around Jack Nicholson because obviously he's the big name actor. But yeah, like, uh, Brad Dorif plays Billy, who he's yeah. famous for doing the voice of Chucky. Uh, now, oh my god! I I and I've
1: seen him in some other creepy he shit. He
0: won an Oscar for this. He was at least nominated, but yeah. I think he won. And he was kind of a bigger. It's amazing. Name. He's also in Lord of the Rings. I forget
1: that he D- he doesn't have a stutter. That guy. Yeah, in real you life, because I mean? like, he's so good. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, he's in Lord of the Rings. He's the. Warm Tongue, he's the guy with the long black hair okay. who like works with Saruman Okay, uh, but then yeah, Christopher Lloyd, Danny DeVito. Yeah. Uh, Christopher Earl. Lloyd.
1: How about him in that movie? He's is fantastic. he crazy or not? Oh, I think he's crazy because of wh- how he reacts to the cigarette in his when the cigarette goes in his pants. He starts
0: screaming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like he's I mean, got a sensory problem. Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah. Also. It's kind of played for laughs, but huge gambling addiction. He loves to bet on stuff. That's my favorite. Yeah, he's always like, "I'll put a dollar, put a dollar on it. Uh,
1: You're so fucking stupid, I can't even (laughs)
0: Because I love it, he's like a naturally angry guy, but the thing that'll cheer him up is if he's able to bet on something. Uh,
1: Or at the end, the the weirdest shot, almost, of the movie second weirdest shot of the movie is when the chief throws that thing through the window
0: Mm
1: -hmm. that little water console or whatever it is. Yeah. Um and, and he escapes, and they just so... He, he's like... The,
0: yeah, yeah, he, he makes, like, a tough guy, like... Yeah, a, yeah. Like, you know... He, he locks face. up
1: his chin and and turns his head real quick and yeah. just kind of looks like he just won a battle. He gets and, the
0: final close-up of the movie. In that I moment. think so. Yeah.
1: And then it goes back to the Oregon fields. Yeah,
0: where, and I love that, the setup earlier in the movie of that sink being ripped out of the ground, like... Uh, so that's
1: big, yeah. Because
0: earlier in the movie, McMurphy tries to do it, it to break the window, right. and at least from watching the movie, it feels like McMurphy <coughs> knows he's not going to. Like he knows it's impossible. Dude, so, but the purpose is to inspire the hope that they can try. Because he walks out and he you're goes,
1: "You're good. Like, you're good, dude. Oh, you're good." But because I've seen this twice.
0: Twice now, yeah, yeah. Because on wow. the way out, he goes like, "Like I tried." That's you know, that means something. And so, motherfucker, it's it's a symbol. I was of gonna say that. Oh, well, <laughs> no, you're good, man. There's plenty more to say. You're really good. Um, and, and, uh, Louise Fletcher who plays Nurse Ratchet. Yeah, I I knew her from one other movie, uh, which was she's an Exorcist too. <laughs> yeah, but, that's right. But you watching this, you're like, oh, she's. She she does such a good job at that like understated evil. Mm-hmm. She never really explodes. Never. because you know? she's, she's
1: she's got, she's power. Yeah. She she doesn't need to explode. Yeah. And the chiefs sees these things in a schizophrenic way, in a mm-hmm. metaphoric way, like gears. There's all gears. Like sh- there's all this routine. We need this music at this time. Yeah. And when and Randall Patrick McMurphy, by the way, yeah, is his name. Arp McMurphy. R.P and and the first time he's announced in the book he got as rpm revolutions per minute mm. you know yeah and and then there's this weird line indented under the, and he reached up and flicked a paper bat and spun it around and it's just a weird line like yeah. a like a halloween paper bat and i don't know i always that line stuck with me i was just like that's what he was there to do is spin revolution. And yeah. especially the time he wrote this, which is like 62. Mm-hmm. It makes perfect sense, man. It's yeah. so hippie. And so I love this fucking movie so much. It <laughs> is.
0: And and it, it makes sense that in the book, it's told from somebody else's perspective because I think it helps that R.M. Our, our, our McMurphy, R.P. McMurphy, yeah. that he's a guy that we only know as much about him as is presented to the ward, you know? Mm-hmm. And he is sort of a, he doesn't, like a lesser movie would introduce him before the ward, but the yeah. fact that the movie never leaves the ward—sure, it starts here, and then he shows up, and uh-huh. we, we see—it's all about the impact he makes here before you know he dies. That's and, a good
1: point. Yeah, he's he comes out of the wild almost. Yeah, and, yeah. And,
0: and 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 automatically he's like a bull in a china shop. You know, it's yeah. Just like, uh, well, we, well we we you were talking, talking about he's, how, he's more calculated. Yeah, at the phrase. beginning he just walks around. And he observes. Yeah. You're right, yeah.
1: and he's like um. He makes a bet with them that he could break the nurse, right? Which is is the only kind of like mean thing I guess he did, right? Besides, I guess funnel feeding beer him, into it's, like it's a catatonic's mouth, right? Right. Yeah, he does. Yeah. <laughs> but
0: to him, fucking with Ratchet is like, mischief. yeah, it's like we're yeah. just having the, it's a fun little thing. Yeah, I, that's
1: yeah. totally what got me onto this movie at first. He's a, he's mischievous. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah.
1: He's the why can't we do that?
0: Right.
1: And you're you're absolutely right. The um the next scene after he tries to pick up that uh, water console or whatever, and the reason he does it is cause he's gonna throw it out the window
0: yeah. and
1: go down to the nearest bar and watch the World Series.
0: Yeah.
1: And uh and he try and you're right, he definitely knows he can't fucking do it. And then he goes, At least I tried, didn't I? The next scene is Charlie Cheswick going, Nurse Nurse Ratchet. Why can't I have my cigarettes? Yeah, you know, I know. And then he's like, "Charlie, calm down, you know, Ch- relax." Like he 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 ins- he is a menace on the ward. Yeah, it's f- to be fair to Nurse Ratchet, he is causing, especially with Charlie. Yeah, he's the only one that ends up getting a, a shot put in him because he got so riled up because of McMurphy's rebellion. Right, but McMurphy is rebellion, and t- towards any type of government and you're viewed as crazy. Yeah. For that and sorry, go go on. I have a few other interesting No, keep things. going. Yeah, so, yeah. the book also apparently exposed lobotomies. That it was like a big cultural thing. Really? Yeah.
0: So this wasn't a thing people knew about.
1: Uh, I think not not like popular culture sure, or anything yeah. like that. Sure. everybody,
0: I think in popular consciousness now a regular person knows what a lobotomy The word, is. Yeah, yeah, of
1: course. Um, electroshock therapy was used it seemed almost like it's like a punishment in the movie yeah. but it's i don't think my dad did electroshock therapy
0: oh
1: a few times voluntarily why <laughs> and you saw the movie where they put the thing in his mouth and and he's, he's like,
0: it's hard to watch yeah,
1: yeah i don't yeah. think i they probably put you under or something like that it's for some people did it for severe depression mm. Uh, like when nothing else works, apparently.
0: What is the chemical idea? Because i do you under, do, cause I've never understood. You in a bit right now, dude? Because it's uh, you've got some points. To but make. I could, like, I, I just don't understand, like. Anatomically or whatever, how is electric shock if therapy the synapses aren't
1: to... firing, which is the idea behind? Oh, so depression, supposed to wake
0: up synapses in the brain. He beats me. <laughs> okay, it
1: sounds still sounds pretty dumb.
0: Yeah, it sounds like the days where they'd make you bite a brick to do surgery on. <laughs> yeah, you. like it's just it's, it sounds archaic. Right?
1: Yeah, make it worse on your teeth. So <laughs> right, right. Um. Yeah. So, uh, so so yeah,
0: you said it kind of opened people up to that and to um, lobotomy. Yeah, uh, which was not like a well-known thing. Yeah,
1: apparently it was. It it actually caused a stir, really, and and exposed some truths. Yeah, Uh, but I doubt they did it to people who didn't need a lobotomy.
0: Right? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I kind of watching it, um, because this is sort of a. As a drama... Oh, thank you. Um, On the surface, it seems difficult to categorize, but in a lot of ways, I just see this as a prison film, you know? Sure. It's uh, a movie I'd compare to it would be something like Cool Hand Luke, you know? Dude, you're yeah. good. You're it, good. It's very because because essentially, he, I, I, McMurphy is Cool Hand Luke. He's fuck you're good. This guy dude. who comes, he inspires them. Tries to break out a couple times, uh, and then his death kind of yeah, yeah. he becomes a martyr. For yes, them, you know for them. You might have just live.
1: figured out my my second favorite movie. Oh really? Is that... I love that movie. There's a running
0: theme. What do you said
1: about that? What is dude? It about
0: that theme that strikes with you? you think? It's
1: um, I think it's the idea. I've always felt sad when somebody who's shy or maybe has some mental issues like is visibly uncomfortable yeah around other people or something like i've always just had the urge to i don't know talk to them
0: okay (laughs) which is so now you kind of see yourself as a mcmurphy type is that what you're saying yeah that is what i'm saying besides the fact (laughs) yeah, uh, yeah yeah
1: yeah, I guess I've I've or I've inspired to be somebody like that. Yeah, whether it's whether it stirs up some problems, and I've had some problems in my life for sh- no doubt. Uh, I think doesn't occur to me until later, kind mm-hmm. of like that. And he seemed impulsive and just like how. It's also a trick, because how would you be if you walked in that world? Would, would you just be Mr. Quiet Weirdo? Or right. would you be, like, come on. Like, like, come on, let's get this. Yeah, it. you're the smart one, right? Right, right. Might as well have fun. Yeah. And um, I think, all, well, later on in life it became my official favorite movie, but I used to visit my dad in mental uh, institutions. He would, like, check himself in. Yeah. Sometimes he needed to be there. Sometimes he just like didn't have a check for the month. You sure. know what I mean? Yeah. And you can just walk in and be like, I'm going to kill myself.
0: And then they're like, what hey, is <laughs> like, oh, well, well, insurance? You got the honeymoon, honeymoon suite, so, there, sir. There, there's got to be some cost, right? There's got to be
1: something. something. I, don't, right. I, don't, I, don't, I never but knew. Anyway, yeah, but, your dad
0: would admit himself. Yeah, but, yeah. and
1: I, like, there's there's a few in Michigan, honestly. There's not too many. Yeah. And like, part of me understands the side of the people that work there because they do just drug you up. Mm. And if you're gonna say you're gonna kill yourself they'll. you can go in there and they'll just Shoot you up with something that makes you just mope around like yeah. damn near fall in the hallways like And it's like what do you want them to do though? There has to be a place that stops you from doing that. Yeah. Anyways, I'm going off on a complete tangent um, I, I Witnessed what those places are like and it's nothing like this. This is a novel. This is a story, yeah. you know
0: it's also... Allegorical. 19, it takes place in the 1960s. You know? Yeah. It's probably very different. different yeah. Than, so yeah. this
1: was more of a accurate description, I guess. Mm-hmm. I think... The, when was the movie? 73? The movie
0: was in the 70s, but I think it takes place in the 60s because the book was written Yeah. or something. But, yeah. Yeah. That's all.
1: So, I, I, you know... Nurse Ratchet is right in many occasions. Yeah.
0: You can understand how, from her perspective, she's right.
1: Sure. Yeah. But... But what she represents is she's got that little evil element to her she right. represents that b- bureaucracy like right. no discretion yeah, you know what i mean yeah. when it comes to the um like taxes or whatever something like that compare right. that to her taking a vote on the ball game
0: yeah yeah you
1: know well, like,
0: i i think a great moment is uh well yeah her taking the vote on the ball game is it's essentially it is real life elections and that it's giving the illusion of choice to these guys. Yeah, at first. It's making her making them think that this is all yeah because of them and mm-hmm. all of her decisions are because of them, but really it was a foregone conclusion exactly. in my mind anyway. Uh, and then also I think a good a key scene for understanding Ratchet is for a long time you'd think, oh, she just represents the institution, you know, she's just doing her job. But then the moment when they're, the guys are getting around and they're voting on what they're going to do with um, McMurphy mm-hmm. and if they're going to you know send him back to doing labor or what, mm-hmm. and then she's the one who decides, no, we should keep him because we don't want to put our problems on somebody else. And mm-hmm. that's the moment where I feel You're like, absolutely right. oh, this is personal for her. She wants, she yeah. wants, to, she break wants to break him. She wants to break him just like he exactly. Wants to break her. Exactly. She wants to break him. Classic and,
1: Jesus and devil story. Right. Exactly. Or <laughs> well, god and devil
0: yeah yeah or, or she's uh you know maybe she's maybe the doctor the guy in charge is sort of like a Pontius Pilate character and sure she's, you know the Romans uh, interesting
1: yeah yeah yeah
0: but but yeah it's like uh she is that that's the moment where you're like oh she's not really concerned with curing she likes the control mm-hmm. and she's insulted that he's challenged her uh, her authority, and she yeah. needs she needs to put him in his place. She doesn't want to just get rid of the nuisance. She needs to, like, mm-hmm. change him. You know, mm-hmm. and and that's yeah, that's a good Fascinating, point. Uh, and I think that that is a huge
1: point of the movie. Yeah,
0: yeah, they made him. Uh, there's a series that came out. Maybe a year or two ago, I had like I think I had. Yeah, it was awful. It. Did you it was, watch it? it was I rash. watched
1: it. It was bad.
0: What man. was it? What was it trying to It was trying to a, show was,
1: why she became
0: so evil. Okay, so it was a prequel about which Earth
1: takes right. away the whole nuance of who she was and right. You know what I mean? Well, and I what she represented. She was a, a symbol. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. She wasn't an e- not. a
1: a girl that was raped or whatever the story was. You know what oh, I mean? Really? I don't really. know. Oh, yeah. That would have kind of make Give a her, good like, story. Like a
0: sympathetic backstory.
1: Well, how do you think this? If they remade this with a woman cast, female cast, yeah, and it would have to, I think, it would have to be an evil female nurse as well oh yeah. the same idea a female yeah. ward
0: well because i wouldn't want to make it i think it's very easy to look at this story and think it's a gender story and just think it's about yeah. men versus women yeah which i don't think it's supposed to be i definitely think it's not there it's, but
1: there are comments on that yeah for sure. you can feel it there. the castration and all that yeah
0: right and 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 and, and maybe shame. unintentionally or so it's still there but um, yeah it's like I think that that kind of distracts from the larger point if okay. you just look at it as as a I don't look at it, story. it as a gender. I know, I know. I only said that cuz you you
1: said it's a boys
0: story, which it is. It is, well, it kind boys of is hang, a boys' let story. Let the
1: boys hang out and talk about right. eating beaver or whatever Mick Murphy <laughs> <Right>. says.
0: <laughs> but you could you could theoretically make it all women and you still wouldn't lose the larger point. The sure. Story. Yeah. You know. Uh but it's, I think the
1: the Billy Bibbit character would make almost more sense as a woman because of the cuz This this whole thing of that, how Nurse Ratchet knows Billy's mom and has control, and and found out that's
0: fucked up when she that he had sex
1: and he's got this complex about it. Yeah, yeah, and
0: well, she's the one who you can see how I love. They never portray this in dialogue, but you can tell how she's going to pin. She likely did pin Billy's death on uh, McMurphy and his influence. Where really Billy's death comes from her shaming him. You know. Yeah. That's the only thing. He's mm-hmm. feeling great until she does that. Mm-hmm. And, and and she really is the one to blame for that. And that's why McMurphy tries to strangle her. Mm-hmm. You know, but, but it's like you can tell from her perspective, she's like, Well, no, it's McMurphy's fault. He's the one who influenced this type of behavior. Yeah, and
1: they don't they never show that either. They
0: never show. I, I think that's you can point. gather it. Sure, of know? course. And, and it works you so you figured much- out why
1: they cut his head off.
0: <laughs> 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 and it works so much better without words. I love that McMurphy doesn't say anything, he just launches into a rage. It's the only time where he loses his cool. Yeah. Like, even after electroshock therapy he comes back and he's cool
1: and he makes the joke yeah you know walks in like frankenstein and the, ch- <laughs> the and cut to the chief he's all upset
0: yeah and that creates a really uh heartbreaking parallel after he's lobotomized yeah and he's walking the exact same way and then you realize oh no it's for real this time yeah like he actually is yeah chief enough.
1: drops his broom that's the size of a can <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> they call they call him chief broom in the in the um in the book because he doesn't correct them. (laughs) He doesn't speak (laughs) chief Bromden is his name. Um, and I, I just think it's so interesting how, especially from the chief's perspective, how he felt this fog lift to the point where he, like when he finally says he doesn't say juicy fruit in the, Mm. in the book, he says, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. But juicy fruit is better for a movie. Juicy fruit is better for a movie. It's Um, more whimsical. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, like what do you, what do you think about the uh, the moment when they're all in therapy and Nurse Ratchet is asking somebody about it, their, his wife or something? Yeah, like, he he was like uh, self conscious about his wife flirting with other people. Yeah, and he didn't want to talk about it. And then it's a little bit after McMurphy tries to pick up the thing. Charlie Cheswick is like, uh, why why do you why do you make him talk about it? Yeah, and I think that's a guy thing right there. Yeah, it's like. Bit. Why do I gotta talk? Can I just
0: play Call of Duty and not, and not... <laughs> talk about my feelings? Yeah, like I'm gay. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's definitely there. Uh well, and I, what I was gonna say is like I could definitely see that somebody was just saying this is about how women ruin a good time for men. Sure, somebody could totally watch this wrong. Like right, that, yeah. you could watch it wrong, but also like you know, granted they're prostitutes, but women are involved in them having a good time. He just takes candy out fishing with them. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like,
1: now you're putting together why I like the movie. Right. <laughs> I don't like old snobby bitches. <laughs> right, right. I like, right, right. yeah, yeah. I, I love when they're in the bus and she's like, "Y'all crazy." <laughs> yeah, that was great, and they're all like the other favorite fans. shot is when um he lies to the guy when they're about to charter the boat, and he's yeah. like, "This is Doctor Scanlan, Doctor uh, Mancini all that," and they all do this like like they're about to be made a uh, what do they call that
0: um, like they're about to be knighted or something a bust <laughs> yeah yeah they're yeah. about to be made into a bust <laughs> they'll pose yeah yeah um I I love that and um God there was wait, there was one other thing I was thinking. Uh, about the uh the gender stuff but it'll it'll probably um, come to me later.
1: So in the book uh one one guy castrates himself in the pool. Charlie Cheswick actually cuts his balls off in oh, the pool. Oh wow. Yeah. Um and Yeah, they, they it, it's an emphasis on that. It's an emphasis on shaming Uh, wanting to have sex. Sure. But but at the same time the But also that's
0: a human desire. Sex is not a male desire. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So even Nurse Ratchet is all fucking uptight and hasn't been fucked in forever too. You know? (laughs) You can tell.
0: Right, right, sure. Yeah.
1: There's a lack of it's it's the ward is this weird like idea of what is supposed how you're supposed to be right when really what like billy bibbit could work at a grocery store (laughs) and have a girlfriend and be out and fine yeah but it's what he tells them is that you're not as crazy as you as you think but he like you said he's a menace so he's wrong about some of the people probably
0: like charlie cheswick he freaks out about i think the cigarettes or something well, I think that and they sh- re- regardless, if we're looking at this as kind of like another prison drama, if you want to compare it to something like Cool Hand Luke or yeah. Escape from Alcatraz or something from yeah. like that, kind of the basic theme of all of these movies is like whatever a man is guilty of or a person is guilty of, <laughs> Whatever they've done, however they are now as, as a long person, as they got personality. You're cool. still entitled. Well, yeah, <laughs> but also you're kidding. entitled to basic human dignity. You know? Yeah. yeah. And and that's just the fact is that all of these guys, no matter why they're here, they're still entitled to dignity and humanity, which mm-hmm. isn't necessarily what they're getting. You know? Yeah. And I think that's kind of it. Like that's like it doesn't matter if, you know, he. McMurphy is there for committing a horrible crime. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's still a human being, yeah, you know, and, and they still need to be treated that way. They're entitled
1: to discretion, yeah. You know, just this, the 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 not her not letting them watch the game. Right, is just like it's such a perfect analogy for like if you've ever had a ticket for something, mm-hmm. and and it came in the mail late or whatever, and you can't you tell the court they're like okay, <laughs> you know they'll look at you like Nurse Ratchet with a smile, right. It's, so it's a process. There's yeah. A system. And there's also something to the fact, especially in the book, I think it's emphasized that all the workers are black men. Yes. Or black people. I was going to say, I noticed yeah. that there's no
0: black people in all, all white. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, I think everybody besides the chief is white out of all the people. Yeah, who pretty are much. Yeah. Patients. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, the, like the entire staff is black besides the white nurse who works with Ratchet. Mm hmm. Um, which, what, what do you make of that? You think that's intentional? That's,
1: oh yeah, the yeah. fact that it—I mean, if you go to any nursing home now, most attendants are black people, like mm-hmm. th- doing shit that nobody wants to do.
0: Sure. Like yeah. fucking
1: wiping your grandpa's ass or something like that. Honestly. Yeah. And
0: which is a sad reality. Of yeah. Minority jobs.
1: Of, of course. That
0: they tend to get yeah.
1: And and I think he was trying to make a point of like the ward is. It's it's an analogy for American society, right? And what it can do to somebody like the chief, for example, who was fucked up about something that was done wrong to him and his family. Yeah. And he came from more of a nature-oriented mindset to eventually escape into back into nature, which is great, by the way.
0: Right. (laughs) (laughs) Escape. Yeah. They oh, who let the Indian back out in the nature? <laughs> they called him Indian in the book. Okay. Yeah, yeah. They've reclaimed Indian, you yeah, can yeah. say that again. He, he uh,
1: can't talk he's just a big dumb dumb, dumb Indian.
0: <laughs> maybe I'm uh reading too much into this, yeah. but in a way it's like, well, Ratchet is a white person who's basically standing on the shoulders of the labor of all of these black people who actually uh-huh. do everything for her. you know, they're sure. the ones who are actually like Tackling, tackling the guys yeah. like uh, running things, running things at night. Scatman Crothers' character, yeah, is but, the night guard. But they
1: all have, they all don't really seem to have that dog in the race. No,
0: they seem impartial because you yeah. seem like playing basketball. Yeah, like, come on, patience. Yeah, and they're just they're into it. You know, they yeah. kind of get upset when they're cheating, right? Like as you would, you know. And then they also say good morning to Miss Ratchet every uh, time she walks in, almost condescendingly, almost mm-hmm. just like you know good morning, warning is ratchet and yeah. then especially like when they discover the d- disaster near the end of the movie yeah it's very condescending there which is yeah. like, oh, she's gonna hate this they say it again like they don't care they're not upset they're just kind of like oh this is the thing that's gonna piss ratchet off mm-hmm. you know like and i i think that is key yeah they're
1: scared uh, of it's the government yeah
0: sure yeah yeah uh and the fact that yeah all of her power really does come from their labor and that's kind of like she's nothing she's if they're not there to tackle people, she's defenseless. <laughs> you know? True. Like, uh, but, yeah, I, I, I do want to mention Scatman Crothers' character. Yeah. Who I think... Uh, so, in real life, he was friends with Jack Nicholson. Yeah. That's why that's how he got his role in The Shining. What happened the first? Oh. This
1: happened for, before The Shining? This happened before The oh, Shining. Okay.
0: Shining was 1980, I think. Oh, wow. Uh, and so, uh, Nicholson recommended him for The Shining, and that's how Nice. Because uh, they were friends. But um, he he's great when he shows up and he's sort of like he's the definition of like a like I love the bit when they're, kind. He's kind of haggling with him, but not outright saying it because yeah. Nicholson wants to let the prostitutes in so they can party. Yeah. And Scamocarothers is like, oh no, we can't do that. And he keeps handing him more money, and yeah. then eventually he's like, he's just like, nope, still no. But it's like he means he's asking for more, you know. And so he's a, like a really fun, yeah, eleventh-hour character he shows. up, And then it, like when the uh, supervisor comes in, he's like, mm-hmm. everyone shut the fuck up. Yeah. And he's like, get in this room. Oh, and, you know, that, you that start is worrying a funny him, moment. And, and then he starts crying about how he's going to lose his job and he just starts drinking. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Fuck, get out. Yeah. Get out. He's like crying and drinking. Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah, that is
1: a great character in the movie. He's
0: wonderful. Nicholson is, uh, I think he's one of those actors that we just kind of Honestly, like, cause now he's retired. Yeah, he's been retired since like 2010. Yeah, uh, but we kind of took him for granted. I think. Yeah, like in his later age, it was like he was one of those old actors that shows up and, you know, playing like Paul Rudd's father in a yeah. movie or something, and uh, and then he disappears, and then he he is like one of those last few remaining guys, like an Al Pacino or a, sure. a, a Dustin Hoffman or Robert De Niro. That's just like. From this era, that kind of changed yeah. American movies forever. Something about him and too, And changed man. acting. And he's oh, he's incredible. He's electric. You can't stop looking. He wasn't looking
1: particularly at him. good looking. Right, he's
0: not a handsome guy. Yeah, but he's charming. Yeah, he's just got. While that... also kind of being creepy. <laughs> yeah, he's got a creepy fucking thing about him. And his his the way he talks is yeah. always he always sounds like something scheming up. <laughs> yeah, there, you know. Uh, but but I think it works in this movie especially too, where it's like. You don't quite know what to think about him and his motivations. Yeah, And I think that helps where it's like you're going back back and forth on like, is this all selfish or does he really care? Mm -hmm. And then really the moment when he stays behind to let Billy get laid is the moment where we're like, oh, he does care. He actually does care about these guys. Yeah. And that kind of takes you, it tips you in that direction, but it helps that it's ambiguous for so much of the movie you mm-hmm. know and I think his performance gets that across because you don't really you look at Jack Nicholson you don't quite know what he's thinking he yeah. could be evil or he could be yeah. the hero He's cool,
1: for lack of a better word he's just cool he is cool. He's just cool. Someone bottom just yeah. makes me be like, yeah, yeah. He's cool. Well, he's
0: like <laughs> he, you watch interviews with him. He's like always wearing sunglasses. Yeah, like indoors. He's, he's
1: out of his fucking mind, although yeah, he's no a little, doubt.
0: I think he's. I think he's been single his entire life too. Like, like no, I, really I, I think he's not married. Around. But keep going. But yeah, he's like one of those. Uh, one of those guys came from the Roger Corman school of like, he was in a lot of B-movies in like the 60s and stuff and then he was mm-hmm. in, he was a big part of he the like kind three, of... like three, four hits. The, yeah, well it was the new Hollywood thing in the Five 60s, hits. like the late 60s yeah. When we started changing to kind of slower movies, movies that were also sometimes more depressing and like kind of yeah. outside the studio system because the studio system had ended, and that's when he was in like Easy Rider and like Five with, Easy Pieces was that, with Brando. Uh, easy Rider was with uh, it was Peter Fonda and um the our... no, Five Easy Pieces. Oh, Five Easy Pieces. No, that's Nicholson's the star of that one. Oh, I thought uh, it was but uh, he, a weird one Easy Rider—he was in that with Peter Fonda and uh, yeah. Uh, what is it? I think it's John. Is it John Voight? I don't remember. Who the, oh no, Dennis Hopper. Okay, Dennis Hopper. Yeah. Uh, and then this is kind of an extension of that, but mm-hmm. like he, he did kind of bring this new thing to acting where um, he's more subtle than a lot of the guys from the you 50s. Think so? Well, uh, compared to like the 50s and beforehand, sure. Uh, now, not quite. Like, but he's he's subtle when he needs to be. Sounds uh, like
1: you're describing Brando, though, a little bit. Well, Brando originated that. Yeah, okay. Brando was, like, the guy that yeah. changed
0: acting forever. And uh, Nicholson and was kind of one of those guys. Yeah,
1: definitely from that school, he, it seemed. That
0: Brando kind of opened the floodgates for But he know. also
1: naturally seems like a McMurphy.
0: Yeah. In a does. way. A little mischievous. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: I was just thinking about, th- it's very important how upset McMurphy gets when he finds out that some of them can leave. Most of them can leave. Yeah. Think about that. Why would he be why would that upset him? Right. Cuz he cuz he was doing all this shit. He's going to get in trouble. Yeah. So he he was already thinking like I'm doing this for you guys. I guess that kind of means that.
0: Yeah. I well I think that's the first hint because you could think that in one way that he's he is like, well I've been doing this for you guys, but then the other part of you is like yeah. He is just mad because he finds out now he's just been get, making himself worse with Ratchet. Yeah. Uh, for no reason. You're getting in
1: trouble and you guys can just go home from <laughs> detention? Yeah, yeah. Is that yeah. a Breakfast Club thing? I don't know. I haven't seen that in a long
0: time. This is basically the Breakfast Club. <laughs> She's the principal, you know? And yeah. then he's, uh, he, he's the sure that uh, an analogy, he's though. the Judd uh, yeah. Judd Nelson character. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <Kind of. laughs> <laughs> uh, But yeah, no, speaking of how charming Nicholson is, do you ever see this interview? It was like, it was Jennifer Lawrence. I think it was when she was nominated for her first Oscar. Oh, and he came behind her. Yeah, yeah, he walks up behind her and then, like, scares her. And he's just like, You look like an old girlfriend. (laughs) (laughs) You're good at that. And then she says to him, She's like, Oh, do I look like a new girlfriend? And it's like, Dude, only like Jack Nicholson could be yeah. like overweight yeah. and seventy-eight years old, yeah. and kind well, of I still charm pants off of. To, to answer your
1: question, I think that's kind of what happened to him. What? What? what is I, I don't think we didn't appreciate him. I think he you just got old. Real fast. Yeah, he's got the Irish in him. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, but he was one of those guys that we just we. I think we appreciated him, but it was just like ah, he's around. You know? Yeah, he's gonna play old guys. Yeah, and...
1: he's not he's not gonna be a promoter of his shit like like, uh, not a promoter not of his shit. But he's not gonna you know call up the academy to try to I no don't know. he like doesn't campaign. seem like a hustler.
0: Well, I f- I especially feel like after his entire filmography and all, like like Jack Nicholson was one of those, one, of the, one of those guys. Look at his IMDb page. There's like ten masterpieces at least. Yeah, you know? I take back the three or four. Right. Well, yeah. I, I think he gets to a point where it's just like I'm Jack Nicholson. I'm not going to ask for stuff. Yeah. You know, give it to me. <laughs> as far as range, though. Yeah. You don't think he has much?
1: The Joker was interesting.
0: <laughs> that. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> The Joker feels like him just kind of letting loose, like, not even trying. Because, like, yeah. in this, he's working within the confines of Milos Foreman's kind yeah. of uh, realistic mm-hmm. style. Uh, Joker is just Tim Burton, just, like, yeah, as crazy as you Jack Joker.
1: Nicholson, be silly. Yeah, yeah. Um, but in the book, uh, McMurphy's a tall, he's a big man. Right. He's a big Nicholson's red-headed guy. Big man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's supposed to be, like, this, like, burly, like, fucking beast of nature. Yeah. Mm. Type of guy, like just an unstoppable force, yeah. Of a of a man, <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean. Yeah. And uh, but
0: Nicholson does all of that with his personality. Yeah, you know,
1: isn't that interesting? Yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: but I do think, like, compare this. So talking about his range, like, dude, his voice and his face and his body, he doesn't have a whole lot of range in terms of how he physically like transforms himself. Yeah. But if you compare this performance to his performance in The Shining. He's so much more malevolent and creepy. Sure. In the, the Shining, with just a few changes,
1: few eyebrow tweaks.
0: Yeah, you, all he needs to do is just change a little bit. I and, almost
1: picked The Shining, by the way.
0: Oh, it's also a masterpiece. Give me yeah. the bat, Wendy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, not hurt also a hilarious movie. Intentionally yeah. hilarious. Yeah. That give me the bat scene is very funny. Or I when he's concentrate. <laughs> yeah. If you hear me typing like yeah. this, you know. Have seen that, that
1: documentary, Room Two Thirty Seven? Oh yeah, seven. With
0: all the nut jobs. They belong in the asylum You don't think any of of it's Maybe some of them But a lot of them are just like If you look at the way that the book is framed Next to this guy It looks like he has a giant hard-on Which means he has a hard-on And I was like, I don't know about that one, Chief And that one, them, that
1: one was crazy. Some yeah, of them the, it was like a bookshelf on on, on the guy's desk. Yeah, 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 that one was stupid.
0: But I, I also like that some of them are like one guy, like his baby starts crying in the background. Yeah, <laughs> the beginning of the documentary. It's yeah, a, yeah. Room two three seven document. It's it's a great shout just out study of like people who get too obsessed with stuff. I think that's what's really the interesting part. of That's it. interesting. More that's, than the actual theory. It's a meta documentary. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, uh, it's a character study in that way. Cheers. Yeah. Um, as far as I know,
1: Doc, I'm in here for fighting and fucking too much. <laughs> and he's a fighter too, and he's a gambler. And um,
0: so, sp- speaking of um, Nicholson as a star, yeah. and how much of this movie is carried by his charisma. Because we we mentioned that, that he doesn't look like the description of the character, but he makes up for it with his charisma and his personality. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what? Who? Who's like a modern day guy who you think could do that? Oh, in shit. This role? Shit. Do we have movie stars like Fucking Nicholson anymore?
1: Charlie from Always Sunny. Just Charlie Day? <laughs> <laughs> and
0: well, then bring Danny DeVito back. To yeah. The same oh
1: my God. <laughs> um, who could play this role right now?
0: It's like I feel like we don't you don't make guys like Nicholson movie stars anymore. You know?
1: I would say Tiffany Haddish probably. <laughs> would be the smart answer to say.
0: Yeah. yeah. No, no. Tiffany Hatch would be Ratchet. <laughs> And then Kevin Hart would play Ratchet. Was that a pun? Uh, no, no. I mean, <laughs> ratchet, Ratchet. <just> ratchet. <laughs> no, that was okay, it was not a pun, folks. Uh, and then Kevin Hart would be McMurphy, <laughs> the new movie. Um, she,
1: well, she does the whole like ra- like, <laughs> like <laughs> she would do it. Yeah. Yeah, so, and that's just driving. That's crazy. why I called her Ratchet. Nurse um, Ratchet.
0: Is yeah. it the spelled the same? You made a point about it. No, I think her her name ends with a D. Uh, but you made a point about how Nicholson's also not like a conventionally good-looking guy, and I think we're too focused on picking conventionally good-looking guys these days. I think so, too. That they're kind of missing that spark. Because Nicholson's a guy who grew up his whole life looking that way, made up for it with the charm that he had sure. to learn. He had the work to, to learn to be the way yeah. he is. You know? And I, I, what, what do you think they would fuck up with this movie nowadays? I think... I think they wouldn't be willing to make it as... Crass as it is, sure. I think that's a key. They'd be too worried about being. It's mesmerizing,
1: by the way, the, yes. to me. Every time I put it on, I, like it's this. There's a lot of silence. Yeah, and it, you feel like you're in the ward. It's, you feel it's, drawn in. Yeah. Yes. Well, and
0: you never because you never leave the ward, too. <laughs> unless <laughs> until the guys
1: leave. The ward. Mm, until the chief you know. goes back out into the woods, right?
0: <laughs> or when they uh, all go on the boat fishing, or true. You know. yeah. But like uh, the way that, um, which. I was gonna say the the way that I I I, I think I lost my train of thought. The, uh, what was I talking about? We the, were talking about the um, leaving. Um, before that, the um, it's
1: beautifully it's beautiful. It's there's oh, silence. Sorry,
0: if they made it today. Yeah. I. I don't want to sound like some kind of cranky anti-woke like old man or sure. whatever but genuinely I think they'd be too afraid of it being problematic.
1: What about the mental illness thing. To have yeah every aspect. 100%. But like
0: not just the fact that you have actors playing mentally ill guys yeah. but that they're not like all squeaky clean likable guys and that they are half the time motivated by sure. wanting to have sex or just wanting to fish. Or oh, um, possibly
1: rape. We don't know how, like, some of these... Possibly are rape. Are a well, little,
0: in McMurphy's case, definitely, right? Yeah, yeah. Which would definitely would not happen if yeah. it was made today. Because I sure. think... Sure, he's nowadays, a main character that's
1: accused of statutory right. rape. Right, and people have Orp. a
0: problem nowadays, I think especially the, the, dif- the dif- differentiating between portrayal and endorsement. You think so? Which yeah. is like... If the main character does something, yeah. the, it needs to be something good. But and I th- if it I think, isn't, then it feels like you're promoting Breaking Bad that.
1: could be done again right now, and that's a bad guy. That a is a main character. But, but when it comes to I anything like bad sexual, be,
0: I think Breaking Bad would be a little different today. I, a little yeah, bit, yeah, just because like there's still people that misunderstand Breaking Bad, right? There's still people that are like to think Walter White's sick. Right? W- w- yeah. You know, that he's the coolest and he really is the villain. Of oh, the show. Si-
1: I thought you meant like sick in the head. I was no, like, yeah, no, you- like that he's well, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Sick. Okay. Yeah. sick. Uh,
0: so I even think if Breaking Bad happened today, it, w- it could still happen, but I think it would be different. I think yeah. they would cover their ass a little bit more. How- they'd, they'd at least have it more explicitly stated how much of a bad guy he is. sure. And they would have to... Because also Breaking Bad suffers from the fact that... That's so no, lame,
1: though. Right, it is lame. It's...
0: it's Breaking Bad stuff. Like, it has that fact that none of the characters are fully good. Even Hank Schrader's got, you know, sure. moral issues. Sopranos, yeah. And I think nowadays there's a... There's a feeling that audiences <laughs> can't watch bad things happen... And tell what's good and what's bad. And that yeah. you need to have a character that represents the moral compass. Yeah. You know? And that like, doesn't happen. What do you
1: think people. about the Joker then?
0: Um. Well, in the Joker... that sounds or, almost like... But in the Joker, he, he says the point of the movie at the end. It makes it, He has that, like, what do you get when you cross mentally ill loner with a society that doesn't care about him? Like, I think that even Come that on. movie still kind of suffers from, like, we need to tell people what we're trying to say. Ooh. Before we tell them that we're... Oh, wow, yes. I thought you were about to say... Okay,
1: so that movie made a hack. Or that, that line made it a hack.
0: A little bit. Well, I don't want to call it hack. I know, but well, you it's know what I like, Yeah. It's kind of a hack line. Not to shit all over the movie Joker, but like uh, I, Joker definitely is. Did it more, get you the
1: first time, or did you say?
0: You know who I watched that movie with? I watched it with Trevor Truss.
1: <laughs> oh, and he's a fucking. And right after the movie, I asshole. was like, "That was pretty good." And he Trevor. was like,
0: "That was bad." And then, <laughs> Trevor, fuck you, Trevor. <laughs> yeah, and then Trevor kind of slowly pulled me more to the anti Joker side yeah, as time yeah. went on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but uh, I, I mean Joker is a movie that because it, it, it's basically doing Taxi Driver and King of Comedy sure right which I never is saw such King a comedy but I like I like Taxi Driver and Taxi Driver is like one of the essential seventies movies. I love that movie yeah and an essential movie when it comes to having a main character that does bad stuff yeah and I love so that. Joker in a way kind of gets off it gets free on like. Aping on something that already has done it, mm-hmm. you know, where you can look at the taxi driver template. They announce, it. Template and they announce
1: it. it. You're right. Yeah. They say this the whole fucking plot. A little in that bit. sentence. Yeah. Just in
0: case people didn't understand. Dude, you
1: know why that's a hot take? Is because everybody thinks that's the best line in the movie. <laughs> Truly.
0: Really. I, I think, think so. That's the best I think.
1: Line. I, th- I think everybody. A lot of people thought that. That's that was their moment. I, I think. think the
0: movie is twice as good at least without that one line. I think it's, because I yeah. think we can figure it out. I think you can watch the movie and you're like, oh yeah, he's a mental yeah, loner. <laughs> if he says
1: nothing and blows his brains out and then just runs away, yeah, that's even better. You're right. That's kind of. That's way better. kind of <laughs> Oh, because then he's the yeah. Joker.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, I don't like the Joker being that self-aware. I don't like him. Yeah. I don't like the Joker. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh yeah. I don't I'm, like
1: the Joker bathing his mom. <laughs> that was my bugaboo.
0: Yeah. I don't like the Joker being horny. Yeah, I don't like the Joker,
1: not Jack Nicholson. Just kidding. He was that didn't. I never you I was like impressed Nicholson's by joker that. Yeah, it was just too silly.
0: I, and, think it's fun. I like the movie, the I, dancing and the shit. I, and the, buy print, the Prince song. <laughs> that he oh my god, <laughs>
1: dude! Come on.
0: Yeah, I actually prefer uh, Batman Returns, the second Tim Burton movie. Yeah. yeah, partially Danny DeVito as the Penguin. Oh, that's a Fantastic much better movie. movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Far better. Um but, uh, yeah, it was, I, I've got some, um, this is going to be your least favorite part of the podcast, but... Uh, Sexuality questions? No. Uh, yeah, actually, it was going to be like, have you ever slept with a 15... 15- no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I, That's I, why I like this movie. <laughs> I, so, at the end of, the, of every episode, I look up negative letterbox reviews yeah. for the movie. Do you know Letterbox?
1: Oh, for the movie. Wow, that's... Yeah. No, but... So,
0: it's a social media for reviewing movies. So, I looked up half-star It's reviews. the Rotten
1: Tomatoes for nobodies. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's the Rotten
0: Tomatoes for Gen Z, pretty much. Gotcha. Yeah. So, I looked up some half star out of five reviews oh, for the Cuckoo's Nest. Every movie has half star This That's a great reviews. idea. Yeah. That's the craziest thing. You can look in here and you can look for half star reviews and you can see people that hate the best movies ever. Or you can see people who love the worst movies ever. It's weird. I'll but find one. I'll yeah, find one. So, here it is. Uh, half star. Yeah, sure. Let's cheer for the the pedo rapist and feel bad for him. I think we already addressed that. hmm. Uh, Half a star A movie about a guy Who commits statutory rape Pretends to be crazy To avoid prison time And get into an asylum (laughs) Then torments the employees And agitates the mentally ill This person is (laughs) pro-ratchet I want to say that He is the protagonist And the admittedly unsympathetic But clearly overburdened Lady nurse Who has to manage His manipulative predator Is ranked among The greatest movie villains Of all time Uh, Once again I think you can track that up To a person who needs Everything spoon fed to them
1: Dude that's the same person Who got upset Did you see that Somebody got really upset that um, Larry David beat up Elmo.
0: Did it you? was um Was yeah, that a joke? Who no, it was a guy, it was Will Wheaton, the actor Will Wheaton. And he was serious? He's kind of famous for being like an outspoken like soy boy kind of <laughs> like that's I, like don't know, I don't know, I don't know a soy boy. No I got the feeling like of a what it like means, a but. old an overly sensitive guy. Okay. And in some ways, that's. I, I, he received praise for that because, you know, he opens yeah. up about traumas and stuff. He's an and actor. You're like, Oh, Sorry. men can talk about their issues you too. You better be sensitive. Yeah. But then that. Now it's like you're not being a. An emotionally healthy man now Now you're just being a child Yeah Because he was like How dare Larry David Punch Elmo (laughs) Like
1: He called He called Elmo A child He said He he assaulted a child I was (laughs) was like You assaulted a man's hand
0: A man's hand Covered in felt Yeah Um (laughs) Jeez Um Same guy This is one of my favorite ones First 30 seconds Was so bad I had to stop watching That makes me so angry First 30 30 seconds Is is like a shot of a field Yeah With the with the credits, yeah, the score, the the way the score kind of brings you in, it's like it just feels very, it feels very lovely. Um, There's moments where it feels transcendent. There's moments that feel very off kilter, like when the chief has to smother McMurphy at the end. It feels like the score there is like really, Really? it's it's unsettling. That's the might be the
1: only time though.
0: Yeah, no, that's kind of the only. The only
1: thing that's a little unsettling unsettling is Nurse Ratched's insistence on playing that old fucking. Like classical Yeah Music You know Can Can we turn it down A little bit Well Mr. McMurphy There's people in the ward Who can't hear You know. Yeah. She she pretends considerate.
0: Nowadays, if they made this movie, uh, he would hijack the music and he would play like rock and roll. Like there'd be like yeah, like yeah, it'd be lame. It'd be like Twist and Shout by the Beatles, and they all dance around or something. (laughs) Ferris
1: Bueller ripoff. Yeah, exactly. Um, Um, but but how great is that scene? That's the other scene in the movie. There's three scenes in the movie. That if you don't smile, I don't like you. Yeah. And it's when Chief dunks the basketball when he gets chief, dunk
0: just put that such motherfucker in
1: there such a beautiful moment because you it.
0: can feel it's an infectious joy yeah all the guys. and the fog's
1: lifting for the chief yeah you know? yeah um, and, and then the other one is when um,
0: when he says juicy fruit
1: when he says "juice," when he finally speaks mm-hmm. and then the other one I was just about to say that I, I don't remember at the moment
0: we can come back to it I'll I'll read the next review okay uh,
1: it's not the fact that I'm smoking a joint right now, <laughs> and I promise that.
0: The the weird thing Just is that, that I love
1: this movie so much that I'm passionate that my brain scrambles it up, and that's what
0: the problem is. I'm gonna read you two separate views reviews by two different people. It's upsetting me though. And I want you to look at <laughs> I want you to look at what's the common theme between the two of these, and I can't wrap my head around it. Okay. Half a star. The only thing crazy about this movie is how shit it is. Watch Young Sheldon. <laughs> <laughs>
1: The next (laughs)
0: review. That's how you know it's a troll, right? (laughs) Right. Well, then the the next half star review says, "Uh, "I'm sorry for this one, but damn, I wish I was watching Young Sheldon instead." (laughs) (laughs) I've never watched Young Sheldon. Maybe there's references to no, no. Is it because Sheldon's autistic, so they're just making a connection between Uh, him and
1: maybe? But it works as just a random joke. It could have been Big Bang Theory. Yeah, it's a good
0: uh, Young Sheldon's more specific. It's a good. That's uh, a funnier one. Yeah, that's funny. No doubt. Um, what's, but, the,
1: what's the third moment that, if you don't smile?
0: Uh, had you mentioned it? Oh, yeah.
1: with when he fakes watching the World Series after she won't turn on the TV.
0: Oh, and he starts saying what's in the game.
1: Dude, like and an he announcer. gets them into it. Mm-hmm. That's the, you can lock my body, but it's you a, can't lock my mind. It's a beautiful thing.
0: Mind. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love that so much. Um... Tired watching this with my parents, but my mom turned it off when it got too weird. This movie sucks because it offended my mother. It's weird for people. Some yeah. some people, it's and it is weird. I guess it can be. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's got yeah.
1: that like 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 Halloween like porch pumpkin sound. It's also
0: it. a '70s movie, and '70s movies are just a. They were slower, mm. but like you said, I if like you that. Commit yourself to it. You can feel it. You let it's it...
1: acting to me. It's more like like a play. Yes, yeah. And it is a play. And by it has by the way. been yeah. a play,
0: but it just. Slow movies, slow is not bad. Slow does not equate to bad. Not and at I think all. people have told themselves that if a movie is slow, it means it's bad. It's slowly paced, and only for a. I feel like eventually it just it kind of like gets a burn, and it gets to a point where yeah. there's constantly stuff happening, and
1: yeah, like you, it's I, slow, but it's like you're looking at. Are you kidding me? It's so mesmerizing. Right, like the first time you go into the ward and you're looking at some of these people, you honestly aren't sure.
0: Yes, if yeah. they
1: are. are you acting like that's how you know they're good actors
0: yeah and I love discovering these guys as the movie goes on I love like realizing kind of the complexities to each of them yeah and like learning to not you it kind of comes connects back to what you said about how it kind of tells you about the person you want to be, where you learn to not write these guys off, and the things that maybe originally would have annoyed you or pissed you off, you kind of find endearing, eventually.
1: Yeah. Well, as soon even if somebody's annoying, or something like that, or mentally ill, as soon as I see them, like, oppressed...
0: Yeah.
1: Wow, I'm really coming off as a fucking douchebag right now. Like, I'm fucking <laughs> Captain, Captain Save-A-Ho. Yeah. Um, but... As soon as, like, I see somebody like that uncomfortable, I instantly... Even if I'm feeling uncomfortable, which I do a lot of the time, mm-hmm. uh, it goes away. Yeah. Like, I, it's so gay to say it, but I, <laughs> I, I, like, I, I assume a leadership, leadership position usually when, like, everybody's uncomfortable. I'm good in moments of crisis. Yeah. You know what I mean? Do you think that's
0: a, <laughs> do you think that's a gift that most comics have, or do you think no? No. In moments of crisis...
1: Yeah, probably. Maybe. I would say that that's something that we all... We all have something in common, dude. Yeah. Because we're crazy.
0: There's some mental illness that... Yeah. <laughs> I
1: mean, you got it together, dude. This podcast is dope. I'm, oh, thank you for having me on it. Thank you. I'm not ending or trying to well, end Well, I've got
0: one last one that I want to read here. Oh, God damn it! <laughs> this one's just funny because they hit all the buzzwords racist stupid white men movies so fucking lame they should just kill themselves and all the men that like it are disgusting we're disgusting bye felicia <laughs> <laughs> we are disgusting for liking this movie um and here, i like that i like that yeah because i agree <laughs> no, not I, think really, I, not. I think i'm un- i think i'm disgusting but incidentally i don't think what I'm do you think about this movie total uh, I think like, it's... I you think love it's, it? I love this. Hate it? Yeah, I love this movie. It's a masterpiece, Good, I man. think. And it's a movie that I, I liked as a kid, but I don't think I fully understood it and appreciated it. Sure. You know, I think that watching it with the hindsight now and um, understanding more of, like, what it's saying mm-hmm. and understanding why there are so many complexities, why... Because that's the thing that can trouble you early on. If you have a more black-and-white look at these types of movies, it'll trouble you that... McMurphy's kind of not a good guy and then Mm -hmm. he's a statutory rapist and all these things that can really ruin it for you. And At first?
1: On first glance? Yeah, Yeah. I think.
0: Especially when you're younger and you just kind of have a more black and white binary idea of like storytelling. And now, and then also now, I'm not concerned with like, there's this, there's a difference between story and plot. And I think when you're younger, Mm. movies need to have a plot. They need to be Going from here to here and here, and every scene yeah. is moving from one thing to the next. This is
1: just what happened. Yeah, and it's this. still
0: a story. Yeah, it's still a beautiful story. I think every those are my favorite. Man, yeah. me too. Yeah, uh, I'd rather have a story where nothing happens and it has great characters than a story where a lot happens and I don't. Yeah, I'm not invested. For example, in I bet you
1: love the end of The Sopranos. I do. Yep. Yeah, my man. Yeah, I didn't even have to, I think it's a perfect. Most end. people don't.
0: Well, that's because so many people who watch it. Don't they, they, I think they're caught up on the wrong things? It's plot people again, they get caught up on Ugh. did he get shot or didn't he? The plot people, right? Dude. It's the same invasion people. of the plot people, right? It, it, it's like you sometimes you need to watch something, and it's like if the story, if the movie or the show didn't tell you something, yeah, it's intentional. Your job is to figure out why. Why did they not tell you, right? The fact that we don't know what happens at the end of that scene mm-hmm. is intentional. It's like the fact that now Tony yeah. is like on edge, right? Yeah. And that's what's important to the scene. It's not important what happens after. Yeah. It's the fact that what you something don't might happen. It's like jazz, yeah. Exactly, yeah. Um but yeah, uh, I I do I love this movie and uh, I'm glad you got me to rewatch it because I don't know yeah, when and if I would have ever gotten back Hell around yeah. to it. But what's your final what's your final pitch? Like, uh, let's say you're trying to get somebody to watch this movie for the first time. What do you what do you say to them?
1: Cuddle up to your boot thing. <laughs> All right, get some popcorn. We had yeah. a bowl of popcorn in between us just to make it just to get the aroma going yeah. for this whole conversation. That's the prop,
0: yeah,
1: you got to get the aroma going. <laughs> um, make sure they're of age.
0: Yeah, yeah. Don't get with, with your 15-year-old girlfriend. <laughs> Do not.
1: Just make sure whoever you're with is of age. Mm-hmm. And then I want you to put on like something like Good Luck Chuck or something like that first, so you guys can <laughs> get the fucking out the way. Yeah, yeah. And then after that good luck chuck what if i that as my favorite good luck chuck dude, <laughs> dude there's a montage in it well there's a sex. lot
0: of fucking in the movie yeah yeah but so it's, yeah there's like a you never know, know if that might spark something lady in good luck chuck i remember triple
1: miss triple nipple sounds like a yeah i am saying because like i know <laughs> in my head
0: it sounds like a, i'm saying but
1: yeah i think that's in eight crazy nights but there is a live action triple boobed lady and uh, in uh something. total
0: recall Total Recall. There's a triple boob lady. Really? Yeah. Jesus, Mary and Joseph. But anyway, let's totally see. lost. We'll save Good Luck no. Chuck for another time. But yeah. So, it, thank you.
1: So after Good Luck Chuck, then I'm gonna want you to go do something else and go to bed, and then the next day. <laughs> what? No, this you, is how you gotta this watch a the multi-day movie. Play. No, you can't. It's gotta be. You gotta have a day when you're relaxed and yeah. you feel like relaxing, or on a day that you're sick. This my this movie would be great for when you're sick. Just get a blanket, just put it right up to your chin. I never end this podcast. I just <laughs> and just watch the fucking movie. It's 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 a, all right. You asked me to pitch, and I said watch the fucking movie. Listen, this movie is changed my life, and the book changed my life too, in ways that are uh, ethereal. I can't describe, and. Um, Thank you so much for being on my podcast, Johnny. I really you're appreciate welcome. it. You're uh, welcome.
0: Yeah, I'd love to be back sometime. <laughs> I just, uh, no, that was beautiful. That thank was you for having me, brother. Yeah. And I, I know we kind of skimmed over it, but I mean, do you think that a key reason why this was such a striking movie to you in your childhood was because you had visited your dad? At, no, because that was way think? later. Oh, that was later. Oh, yeah,
1: that was way later. Okay. Um, and I don't even think that... There's I just a thing I have in the a back of your head where you're just to like... To it oh, now? Yeah. Yeah. And it... I mean, it, he was a little McMurphy-ish in there. Like my dad, <laughs> yeah. my dad like Did was he a president of a company of, that sold copiers, Metropolitan Copiers or something like that, for a while. So he was with it, and he, he was a like high IQ type of dude. Um, but you know, he had his vices and mental illness, bipolar, all that shit. Yeah, and depression, and. uh like to the point where, like I said, he got the electric shock therapy yeah. voluntarily, which is crazy to let's walk in a place. Let's do that after this. <laughs> let's just do just for funsies. Onesies. Yeah, yeah. yeah hey, give bit. me, give me a half a, <laughs> a half a volt. I'll take a half a volt. I'll take a half. See if I'm happier yeah, the half next day. Just yeah. a crazy. It worked for yeah? a lo- for a little bit. Really, but just like any pill that people that are so depressed, temporarily fix mm-hmm. the, the
0: depression. Wow. Yeah.
1: Um, so it's not a terrible idea if it's if it's really <laughs> nothing else is working. Sure. Yeah. But um yeah, just th- those places are grimy. Yeah. And but I also see the side of like what there's got to be a place where somebody like that needs to do that.
0: Yeah. Can go. Yeah. And you also understand looking at a place like that that there is a need to reclaim humanity in a place like that cuz it's so easy for it to go away. Sure. Right? Yeah. You know, yeah, it's,
1: uh, it's, it's,
0: it's, it's nothing like that ward or,
1: right. you know what I mean, it's not a theater yeah. show, it's, it's, like, but, like, my dad was, like, so drugged up in there mm-hmm. that he was, like, stumbling in the hallways one time, and I remember trying to get, like, an aid or something like that, and they didn't give a fuck,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which was so, it pissed me off at the time, obviously, I was like, nobody gives a fuck, like, he, and he still had a bloody, sweatshirt on that he however he came in there
0: yeah. with a, it
1: was a, a Mays Michigan like hoodie and there was blood like down to the left breast and he had it on like three days later
0: wow. with blood
1: on it Yeah, and he was stumbling in the hallways and the doctor was like not that you know you had to you, you, you can't really talk to the doctor and um, it pissed me off but, but at the end of the day I what the fuck are you supposed to do with somebody like that? Yeah, <laughs> like drug him up, but right. not that much, I guess.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah, it's still ambiguous. It's like, what's the right thing to do? You know, we don't know sure. what the right thing is. We know for the homeless thing people, for do. example.
1: Right. Look at my da- like. You know what I mean? Like, you could look at it like, what are you supposed to do with somebody like that? Yeah. Take him in, or yeah. don't. <laughs> Give him a roof. Um, I don't take them in every day like that Louis Joker or whatever, (laughs) you know, he's like, (laughs) I I
0: choose not to. Quick story for you before we go. We, uh, the two nights ago I was at this place called the Avenue in uh, Lansing, which is a great bar. Uh, but also like famously the, the progressive bar, like everybody there is like, you know, sort of the cliche, uh, what right wingers picture when they think of progressives, that's what they picture, you know, uh, and uh, I walk in, and my friend he th- is wearing like fingerless gloves, and he has a scarf. And immediately, I was like, "Hey, man, you look like a hobo." And I had to make a lot of amends. Oh my <laughs> for god, in You mean a person
1: experiencing a homelessness?
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, he, an unhoused person. Yeah, uh, but like first, I had to clear up. Well, clear...
1: Un- don't describe the person as an unhoused person. R- it's a person, person experiencing unhousedness. Oh, it keeps.
0: <laughs> look, look! I'm all for I'm all for progress. It definitely is. Yeah. I mean, first of all, I had to clarify that I had said hobo and not homo because that was the whole thing. Was, <laughs> a bunch of people started backing away because they thought I said that, and I was like, "Oh no, I said hobo." And they were like, "Okay, that's that's better, but still bad." <sighs> and then I had to like go like, "I understand that's not the right word. I, I screwed up. I it was just." Like, which one? Do, also, which one would like, you be
1: more upset if I said?
0: Right, he also doesn't look like a homeless person. He looks like a hobo. There's sure. a difference. There's yeah, a yeah. Cliche he had the
1: stick with the sack. On. <laughs>
0: right, he looks like a cliche cartoon homeless He's
1: person. He's got like like soot on his like like ash from a fireplace on his face, <laughs> like a chimney sweep. Yeah, with yeah, yeah Mary yeah. Poppins. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and he speaks like that, like that Cockney accent. Yeah. Oh, hey
0: there! Oh, I want Oh, jolly boys! Glad to see yeah. you yeah. again. Yeah. You got you got a shilling. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty Could good. Could you spare me a shilling? That was good. You sound just like Eliza Doolittle. That was really good. <laughs> that was beautiful. I, Is that Dr. Doolittle's daughter? Uh, no, that's for my fair lady. It's fine. Um, do you, uh, before we go, do you have anything to plug? Anything coming up? For, you have a podcast with Alex, right? Yep.
1: Um, the Burt Selick podcast, spelled like Burt Reynolds and Tom Selick, I think. I don't. Two I feel the
0: greatest mustached. Yeah, guys. That's,
1: that's what it's about. Um and it's about mustaches. We talk about mustaches twenty four seven. It's a it's a live pod. It's like a CNN it's yeah. on twenty four seven. Constant mustaches.
0: It's an endurance test.
1: Yeah, and um, yeah, I got something to plug. I got something to plug. I'll be in uh, at a golf course. When is this drop?
0: Uh, probably two Sundays from now. Oh well, shit. Oh, it's going to be after that? Come to my
1: house. My address is 657 Dunleavy. Cut there, this out.
0: <laughs> where can people Where can people follow you to f- find out? Oh, on, uh, my Instagram,
1: Nick Kelly, K-E-L-L-E-Y, Y-Y, three Ys. Why? I'll tell you why. It's three Ys.
0: I think I just found a way to plug it. That's a good riff. Thank you. All right. I appreciate you, Nick. Yeah, thank you for having me on, brother. Thank you. We just shook hands for people listening. Oh, they could hear it.